0: everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast Podcast. Uh, tonight we're going to take a bit of a look back at the Fulham game, going into the international break, a little bit of a look at a title race and where that leaves us with a two-week gap and uh, we missed out on the Champions League draw so we'll cover a little bit on that as well. Join me in the pod tonight, as always, in Belfast we have Dave Dunning. Dave, how are we this evening? Good Dave, you? Top of the league again, couldn't be better but we'll get into that. And second up in Berlin uh, is Neil Patterson, Chief. How the hell are you, man?
1: Yeah, I'm do, um, doing doing really well, Dave. How's it going for you? What's quiet, a crack?
0: Quiet. No, no jungle emergencies. <laughs> this week. Yeah, it's good that you're <laughs> back in the land of the connected. Like, yeah, I was. It's, it was not one thing it's another. It's not even bloody connections. You just having to fucking, leave. just having to be be alive. It's, it's not the real world. It's nothing like the fucking real world. There's no fucking services or shit like that. You have to go miles to get them. And if an emergency strikes, you need to run. That's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. But anyway, Dave's
2: Corner Shop's 55 miles away.
0: Well, my, my Corner Shop's in, in the street.
2: In a, in a tree somewhere.
0: We have two Corner Shops. My street's about 50 yards long, like, and there's two Corner Shops on it, and they sell exactly the same thing at exactly the same price. There's no competition. There's no nothing. Made. But anyhow, moving on. Fulham, they're not in the third world, uh, but they're going to be in the second division very soon if they keep going the way they're going. Um, they gave us a tight test, Dave. Uh, a, very did. Day, a very tight test. I think that this is what we're going to see. We're not seeing the last of these games. It's going to be digging deep. Um, I think, you know, look, we, we dug deep, we got the penalty, which was a penalty, no doubt about it in my mind, and we got back into the game, we won it. And I think for me, after the game, that Milner's mistake basically in slicing the ball and Van Dyke making a mess with Dan Allison making a mess with and I think it's just, a, for me, the strength of the squad there sort of shone through, that they're able to just laugh about it and get get the fuck over it and move on. And, and that, to me, was the most positive thing that came out of the whole bloody game. Um, but as I say, like Manny's goal was great, really well worked. We were in total control, and we talk about this a lot, in this pod, we were in total control of that game. And then just in one moment, a man who didn't want to score scores Talk us through what you saw, Dave. What should have been a routine, easy win for us ended up a very uncomfortable afternoon.
2: Yeah, it was. It wasn't the. It wasn't the most enjoyable of watches, was it? Um, and yet yeah, the goal's farcical. It's like where do you even point? You need three fingers to point the finger, and two is to blame because the three of them are shite for it. Personally, I, I don't. Personally, I don't like a, a centre half call on a goalkeeper. I think if the goalkeeper wants the ball, he tells the centre half, and if the centre half doesn't hear anything, he just hoofs it. But there we are. So yeah, um, aside from that, I think we're we're comfortable we're comfortable for pretty much all the game. They have a bit of a flurry and they get the goal during that little flurry with the offside goals kind of in and around that time as well. And you know, the goal we score is brilliant. Um Fulham kind of do a kind of Watford thing where they defend really narrow and compress the middle of the pitch and, and just say, yeah, do you know what? um Let the fullbacks have it and let the fullbacks cross the ball and we'll back our centre-halves to, to head it out because their three forwards are pretty small and the two guys ahead of them aren't exactly giants either. So unless the, the cross is absolutely on the money, you know, we'll 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 see how we get on and and they managed that and in and the second half um they started to get a few more players around Mitrovic and he was able to, to link the play a little bit better because he had a bit more support and, and they made a decent fist of it. But I think the, the overriding feeling I got from that game was that this team, this whole team just has a big massive pair of swinging balls. You know, that that's that's a game where you concede a a shite goal a two years ago typical Liverpool goal by the way hilarious that Babbel is literally devastated before he even puts the ball in the net and then does his utmost to give the ball to Van Dijk as quickly as he possibly can after he scores absolutely loved that
0: Dave did you I wonder did he celebrate whenever we got the penalty because you could almost see it
2: I don't know it was dead funny I thought it, I thought it was really really funny well afterwards obviously not at, not at the time I was ready to put food through the fucking TV at the time um but then we we go up the other end, and as, as you know, as soon as we score the goal, we're we're just at it. You know, there's no there's no nervousness, there's no anxiety amongst the players. We're just at it, and we're we probably play the best we played throughout that match in the last 15 minutes after we concede that goal. And Milner comes on. The penalty's great, um, really calm, really composed. Waits for the keeper, clips it down the middle, and you know just to to emphasise the point there. You know, Liverpool's have scored over a quarter of their goals in the last 15 minutes of games and you know if, if if matches like that and statistics like that don't tell you that this team is resilient and mentally tough and has the fucking balls or the quote unquote bottle for it then I fucking don't know what will
0: No I hear you on that Dave and, and as I say just that little sort of that two minutes of an interview between Van Dyke and Milner for me was, it was just something that galvanised me after that, and I don't know whether you saw that, Neil, um, but I say like you know I say it was surreal. Babbel just really like, there was there was a close up I think one of the newspapers of him scoring, and he was the, the most unhappy man in the world. But I would imagine Crouch would have been the same in the game before had he had he scored as well. There wasn't going to be any celebration there, <laughs> but. You know, as I say, it's it's defibrillator time, and uh, and and they're they're making use of it for us. Uh, I can't see it changing. I just can't. I just think this is going to be. I'm not saying we can't do it. Far from it. But we're, it's going to be edge of the seat. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be Liverpool unless we were doing like this, mate.
1: Well, I mean, seven games to go. and We're two points clear. Me and rivals have a game in hand. So of course it's going to be uh, tense, shall we say? Yeah, it's one of those games we were totally in control of and, and perhaps too much in control and we almost played our way into a, a little bit of complacency uh, over the course of things and yeah the, the goal I mean you don't really need to concentrate on it too much it's it's a, an absolute comedy of errors uh, Milner has a nightmare Van Dyke has a nightmare and Alison has the final nightmare and they, are, they all contribute uh, equally I think in the in the calamity that that is that goal, but what was fantastic was that uh, there was no panic, there was no desperate measures, there were no desperate measures, there was no shooting from 25, 30 yards um, from kind of ridiculous angles or anything I like that. You
0: said the away support was absolutely magnificent as well, and they like they were as loud as get out.
1: Absolutely, I mean I, it's by all accounts it's a great place to go as an away fan, uh, Craven Cottage, and I believe yeah, a lot of a lot of people. We were down there, went down early, and whatever. And it's not not a bad kickoff. To, well, I suppose quarter past two is not great. It was quarter past three here, but still, it could be worse. Could have been half twelve or something stupid. So at least you've had a bit of time to kind of get in the mood and whatever. So the away fans were great. But the team responded in a fantastic way uh, to, to that setback. As Dave already said, we played some of our best football in the last 15, 20 minutes. And actually, we had plenty of chances after um, after we went 2-1 to, to really put the game to bed. Um, yeah, I don't think it's too much to worry about, to be honest. I think, as we were alluding to before the, the pod in our know a lot of teams suffered a bit of a, a Champions League hangover. Um, this weekend Juve lost for the first first time this season um, in the league um, this uh, this this weekend Man United struggled um, although uh, yeah I believe that game was maybe last week but Man United struggled as well <clears throat> City struggled uh, against Swansea and that was a real kind of turn up look Look to all the world like they would at least go to extra time there, they, they got a bit lucky with their goals so it is a thing, it has it, it does have um, a bit of a knock-on effect to go putting all that emotional and physical energy into a game uh, like that away at the Alliance Arena and then have to come back and, and do it all again on on Sunday afternoon in the league uh, in, in, in pretty much equally as high-pressure situation although not, not in such glamorous surroundings so you know, the main thing is we, we find a way to win the game and I think that's what I said on the last pod, uh, maybe a while ago. It's it's just about finding a way to win the next game. And that's what we did. We find a way to win the game we were in. Um we we played the cards that we ended up being dealt and you know, we won. And that's that's all you can all you can ask for. We had three huge games a week ago and we've won them all. We're Sitting top of the league. Uh, we're going to be there for at least two weeks. It's all good.
0: No, Neil. I'll I tell you a question for both of you. And I saw it was actually Stevie Nichol. Uh, I was watching last night in television, and he put the blame firmly on Allison, who he believes thought that he couldn't handle the ball because it was a back pass. Um. I and you know I've, I've watched it back. And I was like, holy fuck, never thought of that. But I hold on a minute. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it myself. Steve. <laughs> Steve, Steve. <laughs> Steve, where does he get this from? I, Steve Nickel, I'm bringing it in because I'm fucking baffled. And I and I it, but what what happens
1: is, right? Well,
2: no, hold on, Steve, just two seconds. Are you trying to tell me that Steve Steve Nickel Steve Nickels analysis of this is that Allison forgot the rules of football. Yes,
0: more or less. That's right. what he's, doing. he's and, and, in. That's and all right. And that the that whole, right? that the whole blame it. the 100 100 of the blame lies completely on his shoulders because he should just been gathering the ball.
2: Right. For me, he forgets the runes. forgets the instead Dead on. It's it's yeah. I
1: mean, that's likely, isn't it?
0: It's um, it's completely split. Milner has
1: one of his moments where sometimes he comes on and he's he's awful for the first couple of minutes. He's not in the game, and that that comes really moments after he comes on. He just shanks it over his head. puts puts Van Dyke on the back foot, sends him hurt him back towards his own goal. I don't know if the ball holds up in the wind, or Van Dyke just horribly misjudges the weight of the ball. But he's calling for Allison to come for a ball that Allison's got no chance of coming for, because it's not going to reach the box. <laughs> never, never, never mind. Um, be easy for Allison to claim. So Van Dyke has to put a header on it, but because the ball's spinning back towards Van Dyke, he can't get enough purchase on the header. And the other thing is, he heads it down, so Allison can't really handle it. He heads it down towards his feet, if you look at it. So Alisson is a bit hesitant. He sort of hesitates. The first time when Van Dyke calls for him to come, he's like, I can't fucking come. Then with the header, he's still not uh, – when the header comes in, he's still not really on the front foot. So you've got to put some blame on Alisson. He maybe doesn't react as well, to the header, as he could. But the header is short and it's low. So it's really difficult for him. But Van Dijk should never be in that position in the first place because Milner should never send that ball fucking skywards. And, well, Allison, and-
0: Allison also comes uh, at it with his feet, Neil, not with his hands. He tries to kick it away, and that's where the whole thing goes wrong.
1: Yeah, he tries to kick it away because the ball is headed towards his feet. I think he tries to kick it away
2: because... I, I think he, Quicker or easier, whatever.
1: But.
2: I, no, I don't think actually. But I think I think he thinks Babel's getting there before him, so I think he goes down to save it. I think he goes into that position to to to, to save it because he thinks Babel's getting there first. Because you're right, there's not enough purchase in the header, and I have no problem in in criticizing Van Dijk here because it he, because he, he makes a mistake. He, he yeah. could do he could do any number of things. He could turn do his right, just away from Babel, if he's any type of understanding of what's around him, and he just saunters out with the ball. Like, we've seen him do in countless occasions. He could kick it behind for a corner. He could hook it out for a throw-in. He could hook it over his head, just into the sky,
1: away from the goal. But he, he just right. thinks yeah. it's going to carry. thinks it's going to carry through the house, and he passes the responsibility on, and he realises too late that it's not going to carry, and then he panics, and the header... It, there's never going to be enough on it because of the way the ball is spinning, like, yeah, and I think that, like I said before,
2: in my opinion, Klopp made this statement, I think, after Leicester away really early on in the season when Alisson has the you know, does the worst Cruyff turn in the history of football. And he says that we used we, we we don't need to use them all the time. We're in danger of using the goalkeeper too much. And I think that's one of those occasions where, of all the things that Bandai can do, that's the one with that's the one that carries the highest risk. Yeah,
1: especially yeah. in
2: the condi- especially in the conditions, especially the way the ball's spinning. But he does it anyway,
1: and he's just on- a bit too calm. He's just a bit too calm there. I think it's, he's just a bit too right. I've got this. It's okay. I'll just usher it back, and then it's like, oh shit, that's not going to happen. And then bang, bang, it's a goal. This,
0: and you're a, right. Is this what Ryan what was talking about, Neil? His <laughs> yeah,
1: well, the funny thing is, you know, Babel doesn't want to score. I, I, I honestly think if there's any way Babel could miss it without it being really obvious, he would. You know what I mean? It's almost like, what the he's almost almost kicking himself that he's made the run. I get, yeah, I can he's imagine over
0: but, I himself I can... into the net to put it in. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like
1: I can imagine as the
2: ball's in the air and he's about to put it in the net, he's just thinking himself, "For fuck's sake, lads!" What did you do? What did you put me in this position for? Yeah, look what you've got me. I do, know. Yeah, I know. Look what you've got me in. Look at the fucking mess you've got me into now. Oh he, dear! To,
1: did Babel celebrate the penalty? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I'm only joking, but obviously that that you know particular player who had a great time at Liverpool and has a great affinity for. So, to be honest, was, was was their most threatening player on the day, um, and Fulham. You know, you've got to. I suppose we've got to, you know, say a, a little bit about them. They were, they were decent. I mean, they didn't capitulate at one nil, which they quite easily could have. We score after what, however long it is, twenty five minutes or something, is it? Yeah, something like that. And so it's quite standard for us to kind of go through the gears a little bit, and maybe have a second, but certainly before half time. And to be honest, Fulham, you know, they hung in and they um, they had a plan, and it, it sort of worked for them a wee bit in the second half. You know, they did catch us off guard a little bit, the changes they made and, and they were on top for ten minutes before they scored. But uh credit yeah, credit to us again. We we responded and you know, we found that way to win and that's all that's important. And we uh, we talked about, you know, uh United results in the run in, uh with reference to what was it, oh eight, oh nine there before the before the pod like you know yeah. in the running you just have to win you just have to win whether it's 1-0 whether it's 2-1 whether it's 2-2 you just have to get one more goal than the other team and you have to keep winning and and I think people who remember teams riding to the title by smashing uh, their way through the run-in or are, are perhaps looking backwards with, with rose-tinted specs because it, it doesn't tend to happen uh, you know you can there are a lot of teams that go out and blitz the um Let's the start of the season and win, win with a lot of... Uh, with- yeah, I think then An- Ancelotti's Chelsea did that, didn't they? Yeah. But it- um, but you're right.
2: I can, I can remember, you know, obviously you know the the, uh, the Aguero one um, because it's probably most recent. But I think the, the Leeds win the title in the last day of the season when they won it. Yeah. Yeah, with like a, a bizarre random goal to beat some shit team 3-2, Sheffield United or somebody. Yeah. Um, Arsenal at Anfield, you know nobody wants to remember yes. that, but but it's it's in the it's in the history books now. You look at when when Blackburn won the league, you know they lost in the last day of the season and were relying on a result. West West Ham doing, yeah, doing you those. know. So th- this isn't you're right, chief. This isn't uncommon. It's it's not uncommon. Um,
1: yes. Yeah, and if you're going to go up against one of the you know the, the, the highest scoring Premier League team of all time, it's going to come down to the last day of the season, isn't it? If you want to beat them. They're not going anywhere, so you have to. Yeah, and, yeah unless you're posting a 107
2: points or something, then you're right. That is what the case is going to be, and that it's proven to be that way.
0: Interesting stuff. Uh, and uh, as I say, let, let's let's take a wee bit of a look. I think at, at where it leaves us now. Um, and Dave, you know, like we're two points ahead. We're obviously City have a game at hand, but if we're one stu- point.
2: Did I say two? no? You're right. No, no, we are two points. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. Cut everything out. Yeah, that's
0: sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're grand. But as i say, you know, we're sitting with this, albeit you know, some would say it's maybe a false advantage, but with the points in the bank, as the as as the pundits would tell us, and that's that's all we can do. But we're going to reach a stage here in the next sort of three to five games where City's going to miss another game. Potentially, we can go five points clear. And I, I, maybe it's me just wishful thinking. Maybe it's just the, the the dreamer in me. I think if we get those five points clear, that's going to be... When when you look, our difficult phase seems to be the next three. City's next three are pretty basic. You would expect City to come through that pretty much unscathed.
2: Our, Aye, City, who, does, who does City have? The, the Hudders? No. Uh, the the Fulham, 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 Cardiff and somebody else? Yeah,
0: and they're all sort of lower league teams. And you would imagine... On form, City City pretty much getting nine points there, whereas we have Chelsea, um, we have Spurs, and we're away to Southampton, who are playing not bad at the minute. Um, so, you know, these next three for us, if we come through that and we're five points clear of City, then they go into that fucking nightmare. Like, honestly, be thankful we don't have anything like that. You know, we we were very fortunate. We got Porto. Um, well, we're not going to. We'll talk about that later. But you, you know what I mean. It, it's 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 still a huge huge game, but one that you would imagine we should manage with with our squad and so on, especially with the the guys coming back and so on. But I I think if we are, we maintain those five points with City, and you know they play Tottenham. What is it? Uh, three times in ten or twelve days or somewhere or eighteen days, and then right after that, United. And and you know you said it. I think pre pod, Dave. If if they win all of those games and don't lose again the rest of the season, win all their games, fair enough. But I think there's a slip in there. I really do. What's your thoughts?
2: Well, well, yeah. If they win all, if they win those games and they finish for what ninety eight points, then fair play to them. You know, fair play to them. And I, I know it, I know it's not a scenario that anybody wants to think about. If we finish second with ninety seven points, I, f- I find I find it real. I find it really difficult to understand how anybody could criticise that, but. Ultimately, there will be a lot of people who will criticise that, but it's ultimately it's ninety-seven points. That, well, obviously, we still need to get there, but yeah, I agree. I think I think the next three games are vital. It's it's Spurs at home, it's Southampton away, who are not being managed by Mark Hughes anymore to my absolute despair, and it's Chelsea who Chelsea at home, who are a bit of a jackal and Hyde team and. Hazard always seems to have a fucking worldie when he comes to Anfield. I think if we win those three, and I said it last week, I think we'll, I think we'll win the league, barring a, some sort of nonsense at the end of the season. Um, because City will be looking at those three games, thinking that those are the, those are the three games where they could slip up. That's a hard one. That's a hard one of fixtures, you know. Southampton away is a hard one. We never really get it easy there. And obviously Spurs and Chelsea at home are the last two big six teams we have to play. So, yeah, um, I think the next three games are vital. But, see, to be honest, I, I think the way it is now, I, I'm nearly getting to the point that any any slip-up now almost seems fatal for either team because both sides are so good.
0: Well, I'm not so sure about fatal, Um but, but certainly, well, you know, I think look I think both teams it, it, it hands
2: them. it hands the points but initiative it. and it also hands the the the, 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 the momentum and yeah. the mentality to, to the other team you know um and but also, so, someone has there's only seven games left we've I got know, seven you know, matches
0: left but i've been you know I've watched a lot of professional players this week um on different different uh, sports outlets and they're talking about you know players that have won titles and have experience going deep in the Champions League at the same time. And they're talking about, you know, you just play for the next game. There's no training involved. You're not learning anything new. You, you're a unit. You know exactly what your job is. You go out there and do it. And if you're winning, you just live to play the next game, the next game, the next game as a winning unit. And, you know, at this stage of the season, like, we've had two two warm weather breaks. I don't know whether these are going to come in, in into play and they're going to benefit us. We'll tell, tell you better in May. But, you know, everything has been set up for a, for a good run towards the end of the season. Liverpool is a club, even before club, we always finish. You know, really, at the end of the day, we should be looking at a strong finish. We should be looking at winning these games.
2: And no, I, I get I get that, Dave. But see, st- see, if you want to do the Maz, right, statistically, these, both these sides, like it's, it's what, you know, it's, it's, it's 30, 30, 31 games into it. They're both operating at around about two and a half points a game. So if they continue to... That's fucking unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So if they continue to operate at that, that means three points drop between now and the end of the season. That's what that means. So if we drop three points and City drop three points, if we drop three points, City have to drop, what, five? No, if we drop three, City will have to drop five.
0: Oh, fair point, yes. Do you know
2: what I mean? And if we drop three... Or even if we drop two, City still have to drop four, which is kind of the same thing. It's, well, it's two draws, it's dropping points in two matches, and that's based on based on their points accumulation over not just this season but last season. That's unlikely that they drop points in two matches before between now and the end of the season. Now I get we can factor all of the Champions League fixtures in the the fixture congestion in in April. There's the, still, the fact that
0: just, they just to, just a mention. This, there's still one fixture floating. I think it's against Brighton or something, is it? Where they haven't even been able to manage to get it into the the schedule for City yet. So like, there's 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 a, there's a like, and they're playing games at the minute with three days in between. You know, as it is. Yes. And, got and got a pile one, up. There's one more that needs to be crammed in somewhere, and you know, you yeah, look got... at that and you go, advantage us, advantage us.
1: You've got to say that. I mean, you've got to say that it is advantageous looking at the fixtures, looking at the numbers in the sheer weight of volume of fixtures um, and by virtue of the fact that the cup competitions are meaning that league fixtures have to be rearranged and, and therefore, if we do our job, which we are doing at the moment, and put the points on the board, we are, just by virtue of that fact, going to be ahead of them, which means we're going to be in the box seat now I'm whatever they may be saying this year. I'm certainly old enough to remember all the times pundits down the years have sworn blind that points on the board are always better than games in hand in these situations. And you've got to say, that of bound, course they are. They're bound to be. Yeah, you've. I mean, of course they are, David. You're right because you have to win your games in hand, and yeah, you might win those, but they're they're
2: they're, they're fucking theoretical, mythological points until they're in the bag. They're, so till they're, they're in the
1: bag, exactly. And by just by. The very virtue of the fact that those otherwise normal games, which would have taken place at a regular time when other games are taking place, more than likely, have become games in hand in the title run, and they take on a much uh, an added significance. Of course, they take on a significance all of their own. They become cup finals in the sense that it's your game in hand; you have to win it. You know, so there is that added pressure that's built on that. So Liverpool are in. They're in in first in first place as we as we stand as we speak. Liverpool are, are top of the league. Yes, they've played one game more, but there is the possibility City don't win that game in hand. So at at this point, Liverpool are top of the league, and from that position, you've got to just keep going on and finding a way to win the next game. And if you manage to do that, the pressure, not just the pressure, the the build up of fixtures. The tiredness, the uh, the pressure as well. And I'm should
0: sure tempt- the injuries will clop up as well with injuries, games. And, you know,
1: if they don't and they win every single game, then fucking, you've just got to say fair enough. You and and if, even if we don't, even if there is a slip up, even if there is a a, a, a point, you know. A draw. It's not necessarily fatal, of course. Of course, the instinct is to is to is to feel that it is fatal, and uh, you know I can completely understand that that point of view. But we said it ourselves before the pod. You know, in title races, there 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 are big swings. You know, the, 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 the they can happen. There there are a lot of kind of twists and unexpected points that are dropped. You know, from nowhere and whatever and. Nothing is a foregone conclusion, but you're right. You, you know, you, you hand the momentum back if you if you drop the points. But by virtue of the fact we're playing first, almost or playing um, playing league games before they are,
0: except for up- the next one, Neil, which which uh, honestly it, it does kind of concern me a wee bit. You know, they go to Fulham the day before we we play Spurs at home, and you know it. It's one of those. I think after that we always play in front of them. It's the it's the last one where they they'll have you know back on top of the league. After that we can go five points clear. I believe um, with with yeah. their commitments elsewhere. But you know what I mean. This puts an immense pressure on us um, against Spurs in, in the next league game. But we have got
1: to beat Spurs, but we knew that anyway. I mean, I think I, I don't know. I think with, with that
0: pressure, that's the point I'm trying to make. I think I'm, I'm happy that that pressure exists because more than likely we'll go and again, the fact Spurs will come to play, it'll suit us.
2: Isn't that what we're all in it for? But well, that's the whole point. It's it's a big game. It's it's nearly no. April. It's nearly April, and these games matter massively. And it's you, not it's not often, it not
1: before. often you can say that. No, you're absolutely right. It's and uh, it's it's exactly it's exactly the point. It's exactly the point of of being a football supporter. But, you know, if, 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 it, it all boils down to the same thing. You, you pretty much say you've, you've got to win every game at this point. And although there are likely to be, as you pointed out, Dave, a few points dropped by both teams between now and the end of the season, you know, it, it's kind of vital when and where those are dropped. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But Liverpool, I would say, you know, as, as has been mentioned earlier in the pod, the next three games are, are vital. And even if you take out the Champions League and so on, you know, this, this Manchester derby, you know, the Spurs game. Spurs, not so much, but you add the, the Champions League ones in, then, it, you know, you never know what might happen there with three games. Well, uh, well as in, I
0: said, pre-pod need as well. You, fan, you fancy Spurs for one of the three, at least, to get some kind of result. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, you never know. They may, they may, they may not. But you know, it's those, it's those, it's the non-big, the non-big in inverted commas fixtures that that I have to hold out my hopes for. It's the Palaces, it's the Fulhams, it's, it's the Leicester for the Leicester, you know, it's Brandon Rogers wanting to wanting to make a little mark in his shorts spell at Leicester so far. By I'm so glad we don't play them now.
0: Yeah. I'm so
2: glad we've played them twice. Uh, well he's, yeah. He
0: said all he needed to say, Dave, he shut up. Thankfully, he's he's getting on my managing Leicester. Because when he took over there as a stage, he was more fucking talking about us than he was about Leicester City. It was nearly disrespectful. Um, thank God we don't have to go anywhere. near yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, James, James yeah. Red Roger's fury oh, will end. never end. No, it will never <laughs> end. That
0: man, that, that man put a second team out in the Barnabas. Look where oh. we are. Today. Look at where we are today, and look back on that. Oh. Fucking. A, I. I'm on.
2: I agree. I I agree. I agree. But I still I still prefer to remember the five one against Arsenal because it makes me so happy. But anyway, Chief, sorry you were
1: saying. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I'm glad that. I'm I'm glad that our sort of remaining uh, t- sort of uh, tricky away is, is probably Southampton, and um, they are they are much better outfit now. They you know they gave United a real game and unlucky not to not to get the points there. And you know they played well again last week and they're decent, but they will play they will play in a way which should hopefully shoot us. They are. They will, they will try and press us a bit, and, and, you know, they're not the best at the back, and we should win that game. So, yeah, I mean, it's the two home games. They're the big ones, aren't they, on paper. Chelsea and Spurs, Spurs and Chelsea, they're they're the big ones on paper, but we have a pretty good record against both teams at Anfield. We have a great record at Anfield, full stop. So, you know, you look at those three and you see you've got to win them. You win those three, and, you know, things are... Things are beginning to take shape and all you can ask this Liverpool team to keep doing is keep asking City the question and if they keep asking that question till the last day of the season then anything can happen
0: no without a doubt uh without a doubt it's it, it's as I say it's just sitting watching it is just the most soul-destroying it's the best it's the best of times and the worst of times all in one
1: it's um, fabulous it's, it's just you know, it's an adrenaline and whatever it, it's what it's all about I can you know, if you if you if you don't win the title at least you've had the fucking adrenaline ride and the fucking and the nervous tension and the nights out and the release when the fucking penalty hits the back of the net. Like
0: Tell us this, Chief. <laughs> Dave and I were talking earlier on there, uh about you know just before you came on about maybe the international break being a good thing for everyone at the minute, just to get get the heads cleared.
2: It's a good is it's a good thing for me, I'll fucking tell you that much <laughs> because I, I've talk, we've talked about the player's bottle, but my bottle's away. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucked. I'm
1: fucked.
0: Well, I, mean, you're I have
1: to say, just, just because of the nature, of the fact that it was Fulham, I think I only despaired or, or panicked slightly for about 30 seconds. I mean, I have to say, I did kind of rein it in pretty quickly and sort of go, right, we've got 15 minutes. I'm sure we'll be all right here. And we were, but... But yeah, it's, it'd be nice to get a break. Be nice to get the head shard, um Probably ignore football completely this weekend. Coming like to be fair, I'm going away. I think.
0: Is is there anything so. meaningful even on the international front, or are they all just stupid friendlies? It's Euro. You
2: know, it's uh, the First Euro qualifiers.
0: See, I'm not paying any. T- I've like, I mean, I am not looking at anything else other than Liverpool. It's than the
2: first. It's the first Euro qualifiers, and it's a double week, so it's kind of like a kind of like a Thursday Sunday or a or a Friday Monday kind of thing, or a, whatever you want, whatever way you want to look at it. Oh, um, and
0: another good thing: all our Brazilians are staying in Europe. There's no there's no long haul flights and whatnot, which is fucking awesome. Uh, well, this for, was the, this this was
2: this was the thing that I was going to come on to Dave, and wanted to ask you about. You know, you've you've talked you've talked previously about Guardiola's savvy, let's say, and. Yep. Um, being able to withhold his players on some sort of legal basis from attending international fixtures.
0: We've I think why we have Andy Robertson who checked himself out of hospital to fly and come and play for Scotland? Like,
2: no. there's a the difference? <laughs> yeah, but I think you know. I, I just think Robertson may not play. We don't he's know yet. Open, is he? he? He said he, he might get a flight by himself.
0: He paid his own flight. Apparently, he's away. He threw this morning.
2: Um, Salah's been given Chief, if you mentioned this last week Salah's been given the, the fortnight off hasn't he yeah he's got the fortnight off which is yeah. a big one Milner will not be playing any international football um, Henderson's Henderson's out he'll not be playing any international football
1: the Brazilians are all staying in Europe um, Mane's so, second game is a friendly so he may be rested for that as well that would be an absolute delight because again
2: yeah there's the, a the, 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 the difference in the African Fixtures in the European fixtures, so I don't know, Steve. have you any idea what what cities
0: cities uh, scenario is around this? I can tell you, Aguero's staying home. He wasn't selected, and that okay. was, and that's, and that's the second time, Dave. That's the second window uh, consecutively that he that he's not gone. Uh, I have no clue where Argentina are playing.
1: Jesus will be gone. Huh? Gabby, yeah. Jesus, he'll be going.
0: Yeah, well, he's, he's with the Brazil squad. But he's
1: staying in Brazil. He's there staying in Europe. Yeah, cool. I
0: think they're, it's, they're in Lisbon, um, on Tuesday or at the weekend. And then they go to Prague in the Czech Republic. So it's really like, it's no more than like two, three hours, uh, flying anywhere. It, it's, yeah. it, and that I, I think that is a major thing. Whenever you consider, you know, Fabinho and uh, like how, how important he's become, Alison, how, how important from Mino, like, you know, our Brazilians are so good, like, they're the spine of the team. You know what I mean? And whenever you've got those boys on maybe 20 and 25 hours flying, going backward and forward, and maybe flying to two different countries and whatnot, backward and forward, it, it, they'll, I expect them to be a hell of a lot fresher pressure coming into that Tottenham game.
1: Yeah, well, they're bound to be. They're bound to be. Just by virtue of that fact, they're not flying 18 hours or whatever, in, or twice in the space of uh, six days.
0: No, without a doubt. Um, as for the rest, I think, you know, all, all our guys, are, I think there's a couple of cities. I think it's more to do with injuries, um, than it is, or, you know, they're, they're maybe, they're recovering from injury. They're not fully there, so they're, they're being held back. But I think it's the difference. It's 13 against 12 or something. We have 13 players going, they have 12 going. So it's not, and, and, you look if you look at the fact that we've got Mo Salah taking two weeks out, who, who's a guy at the minute, and, and, and you know, Dave and I spoke about this. He's, he's a guy that could use two weeks away from football. He's a guy, I think, that could just use getting his head together. Not that he's playing badly, he's still contributing greatly, but just getting just getting a breather, even for a few days.
1: Yeah, just coming into to, to training, but we'd have a couple of days off probably with the family and that, and just coming into training and just kind of relaxing a little bit, getting away from the pressure games for, as you say, a couple of weeks, and to then just be, be raring to go next home game. I mean... There's no, there's no, obviously, we're talking about the, the hype that's beginning to develop around the fact that Sal hasn't scored in what is it six games now? Seven, uh, well, six league games, isn't
0: seven it? Competition. Seven all yeah, competitions. So seven all competitions, I think, are Six eight. or seven, seven. But
1: I mean, he's been massively, you know, he's been contributing massively. It sounds like a cliche just to say that, or and it sounds like marked,
0: He's been marked out of the game. It's fact, Neil. Like, you know, he's got two, three well, men on what's... him all the time. There is that, of
1: course. He's he's being he's not just being doubled up on. I mean, he's got three, four players around him and you know, it's very, very difficult for him to shake him off. He's having to do a lot more work to get to a finishing position, I think is the main thing. And of course that's gonna happen because teams have gone, Holy fuck, this guy's amazing. You know, and he doesn't get the protection in in England that that Messi, for example, gets in Spain or the players of his ilk, get in Spain. You know, take a lot of touches and dribble and whatever. You know, he doesn't get that protection. In fact, he gets F all protection, really. He gets fuck all. The, the reality with him is, though, he's he's still not only contributing, he's putting in man-of-the-match performances, you know, um, perhaps not in, in the game against Fulham, no, but certainly in the game against Watford, he was also instrumental in the game against Burnley. He he makes the first goal through his own endeavour and, and intelligence. Just pick, it's one of those moments where he just picks it up and goes right. We're going to score here. I'm going to make something happen, and he does. He you know orchestrates the entire move. Firmino ends up with a tap in. He also, as we mentioned before, the party gets fouled twice. He's involved in the, in the build up for the, for two more of the goals, and actually probably gets fouled. Twice, and I know certainly in one of them that the referee is signaling advantage as as Firmino bangs it into the net. So he would have given the penalty. So, you know, he's contributing not, not just here and there. He's contributing in key moments. He's making things happen. And, yeah, he's probably forcing it a little bit because he wants his 50th goal. And now it's become a bit of a thing, but it's really nothing to worry about you know as far as i'm concerned it's nothing to worry about and you know what what we have to really sort of um mention is that while Salah's having his temporary kind of drought or dry spell you know mana's really fucking stepped up uh, the
0: you only know not when they live. he's he's the longest uh, he's the longest traveler on this international break he is the biggest aramis of all our
1: yes, players yes so that's it so now maybe next couple of games it's Mane can can have a little bit more of a rest, and Salah steps right back up to where he was. That's how it works in seasons, you know. There was a point earlier, uh, I'd say, in our when when we were uh, primed to peak, or uh, the time we were prepared to peak for, which was the, the the Christmas period. You know, Salah is is our best player in that period, and that's our best. Um, that's our best. Form of the season, it's our best period in the season. The run up to the defeat by City on uh, on the third, is it of January? I mean that I think from mid November the run right through. I don't think we we'll lose a game. I think we're seven points clear going into that City game. So and Salah is at the heart of it all. You know, well he's scoring the goals that that, that matter. No, but so you're absolutely right, Chief.
2: Because it's it's not happening for money at that point, and that's, exactly. you know it, it culminates in that. That chance he misses at City, where he hits the inside of the post, and then it bounces and it, it hits you know Stones kicks it off Ederson is clear off the line, and that was just indicative of Mane the way things were going for Mane then. Yeah, and you're seeing you're seeing a similar thing with Salah I, but it's yeah. just more magnified because of the
1: season that he had last year. That's it, and you know it, it's 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 almost good that you know when one is is not getting the numbers the other one is stepping up when things aren't quite working for one the other is is coming through and all the while Firmino is is kind of facilitating and and having little bursts of form and um, you know his own sort of more minor peaks and troughs uh, or perhaps less less focused on peaks and troughs you know if Salah hits form now after this we rest as you as we say he's obviously been primed after the as the rest of the squad will have been after the warm weather camps and stuff to really hit form kind of March, April, May for the running, and that's now. And we've won our last two games yeah, in I the league. Or our last goal,
0: I, I, I think Salah just needs a goal and he'll be fine. I, I think he can't well, buy a difference. goal. That,
1: and there's no he, he likes a goal against Spurs, there's no telling he doesn't score in the first five minutes against them and he's often running, but you know. The, we talk about Salah and I hasn't scored in, in seven games in all competitions. Somebody's going to take a we'll,
0: pace and somebody's going to take a hat trick somewhere before. Well, that's
1: it. The season, there's seven league. There's seven league games to go, and I wouldn't be surprised if he scores. He likes seven, to go against
0: Porto as well. More <laughs> the season, whether
1: that's the, the game or whether it's multiples, he will. I think he's still in. Finish the season with the golden boot. I think the thing is for me. Guys, yeah, he's, he's he's just trying to
2: force it a little bit too much. That's it. Um, he's tr- he's trying to manufacture chances when when a pass is the better option, and a player who a player who doesn't feel like he needs a goal and a player who feels like he's contributing to the squad doesn't do that. And again, I think that's evidenced by Mane's lovely little slide pass into one that Salah misses um, with a few minutes to go on Sunday. When you're just thinking, it's just rolled in Damon, and It's perfect, and he takes a touch, and you're thinking, stick that away, and you're on the goal trail again. And he pretty much hits it straight at the goalkeeper because that's yeah, it's just the. It's, it's just the way things are going
1: for him. But it's a poor finish. It, it, it's not. It's well, not a it, difficult finish. And see a poor, finish, see, but but do you not think there's a little bit of you know. Manny giving him it because he wants he wants to get him a goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know, there is
2: a, yeah, th- there is a little
1: bit of 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 you know the player's kind of sense that he needs a goal. And and you know, I take your point about, you know, a player who's contributing kind of doesn't need to manufacture the chances and so on. But a player who set such goal standards last season and who you can who you can tell clear, clearly wants to beat Harry Keaton clearly has his own personal targets, clearly wants to be the top goal scorer in the Premier League again and you know, there's a bit of that coming into it. Um, I would definitely agree. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, he just gets that goal against Spurs and, and, you know, everything just kicks on again.
2: Yeah, it's it's the... The fact is, what, what Mane does there, it's it's decision-making. And it's a player who's playing with confidence and a player who's playing with, with the comfort, in the comfort and security of their own performance and their own contribution and their own, you know, self-assuredness of no matter what happens at this point can go off the field and go off the pitch thinking I've done my job today. I've absolutely done my job today. I've won a penalty. I've scored a goal and I've laid one on the plate for somebody else that he may or may not score. And he can come off the field thinking like that regardless Whereas Mani, Salah is is still thinking, I I have a responsibility to, I have a responsibility to this team. I need to start doing what I was doing. I want to start doing what I was doing. I need to get this 50th goal, and he just needs to get outside his own head a little bit, and because he's he's overthinking things, he's he's not making the right decision because he's. I personally think that his his mind at the minute is dominated by. The fact that this, it's now becoming a thing. This, this goal drought has culminated with the fact that he's got to get to this 50 goal mark by this time. And I would, it would almost, I think it would almost be better for him had the time elapsed for him to get the goal before that, that game. Do you know what I mean? Fastest 50th, fastest goals and fastest, fastest 50th goal for Liverpool or whatever it is. And it would all it all it would almost feel like if if that game had come and gone, that that would be just something else that just dissipates and and relaxes them a little bit.
0: But David, it's, it's worth noting the guy's coming off to stand ovations. Whenever he does get solved, he's still getting a stand ovation from the fans. Tells you everything you need to know about uh, the contribution that he does bring and what he does bring to the game. Like
2: um, Absolutely not questioning his contribution. And we talked about this, that that, that he's been, he is in, in in certain games over the last, you know, six or seven where he hasn't scored, he's been phenomenal. He's and been he's been dis- and decisive. I would go as far as to say the likes of Watford and Burnley, is, is, he's been decisive in those games.
0: Well, listen, let, let's, because we're, we're pushing on a wee bit for time here, and we do want to co- cover a wee bit in the, on, on our Champions League draw, and Dave, I'll stick with you on it. Well, we'll, we'll stick with uh, the quarterfinals, obviously, we, we obviously know the, the progression system through to the final now with, with this draw, but we were very, very fortunate, I think. Um, I don't think we could have wished for a better draw than what we've got, and that's absolutely no disrespect to Porto, but you know obviously it it it, pre- it presents to us a marvelous opportunity to advance to uh, a european cup final semi-final again our european cup semi-final not a final uh, hopefully a final
2: <laughs> a uh, european cup yeah. finals a final semi-final
0: semi-fin- the last yep. the a, last semi-final that's a banger thing <laughs> <I have laughs> a <semi-final. laughs> it's a banger thing you wouldn't get it oh okay uh, <laughs> but uh you know like honestly I, I, I was made up with it. Um, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about Porto before we move on then to, to, to the possible progressions. You
2: can't really ask for any more. The, the weakest team left in the tournament, and it's not to say they're a weak team, but there's a lot of quality sides there. You know, you could have drawn City, Barcelona, Juventus, Man United with all the fucking the, the circus around that. Even Ajax present a really unquantifiable danger based on their Champions League performances particularly against Real Madrid and Bayern Munich so I think uh, I didn't want to get an English team personally because it couldn't be ours. it just can't be arsed with it I hate I just never like drawing teams from the same nation in the Champions League because it doesn't it, well the European Cup isn't going to be a purist as I claim to be so I don't like it loads I don't like the media attention that comes with it so you got to be happy and from their perspective they're looking at that and they're probably like we've got to be in their top top two or three teams they don't want to get after what happened last year yeah they'll, they'll they did a, they a great win they're really they're the best type of victory in in the last 16 against with the way the way the whole tie panned out you know they get their late away goal away in Rome they come back they take it the extra time they get the winner and and they see it out really well. And the big lad up front, is it M- Munega, maybe you call him? I'm not quite sure. But the big lad up front looks like a like a proper handful. Um and you know, they're a decent team, but we're we're better. I think Dave and I talked about this earlier on. That we're we're literally now one of the top three or four teams in Europe. And I don't think there's much dispute in that, you know, between us, us city. Barca and and Juve maybe, you know, there's and Barcelona have Cristiano Ronaldo and, and, or sorry, fucking hell, Barcelona have Messi and Juve have Cristiano Ronaldo and Manchester City have spent more money in the history of football than anybody has ever spent, ever. The best manager in the last 30 years. So we're, like, we are absolutely punching with the top, top level, top, absolute top level of European football, which we all know is, you know, European football. Essentially, if you're if you're the top of the European football, you're top of world football. It's as simple as that. So we're much better than them, and I expect this to progress. And I think everyone expects us to progress. So it's a really favourable draw. You can't ask for much more than that. So yeah, I'm I'm delighted.
0: I'm delighted. No, I'm, I'm with you there, Dave. You know, it's absolutely, I, I, absolutely no disrespect to Porto at all. It's just where we are, Neil, it's just in a different place. I take it you would share the sentiment, you know, like, it's unthinkable we'll lose this one.
1: Well, you would um, you would expect and hope that Liverpool would progress. Um, I think when the draw was made, a lot of people uh, wanted Ajax or Porto, uh, but Ajax was the one that people were saying because, obviously, it's a nice trip and whatever. And they were regarded as the, the two weaker teams left in the group. Um, I'm Personally happier that we got Porto because we know a bit more about them. Haven't played them last year, Uh, I'm not expecting it to be, you know, I don't think anyone's expecting it to be a procession like it was last year. But um, having said that, we should have the measure of them over two legs. It's quite nice to have um, what is a favourable draw at least in the the quarterfinals because it means that we can perhaps... um, Focus a little bit more on the league campaign. Makes the uh, nice change from City getting a favorable draw, Chief. Exactly. And they've got the Spurs game, which which brings its own media attention, you know, two English close facing each other. You know, they're they ha, ha, Spurs had been involved in the title race until, you know, had been talked as if they were, at least until about six games ago. So, you know, it has a bit of spice. I think Tottenham are going to be playing in their new stadium, first ever Champions League game there. That's going to add a, a little bit of spice to there. So, I mean, the, uh, City are going to have a game on. Probably, you'd expect them to come through it. But as we said, it's uncharted territory for them now if uh, if they were to win this, because uh, they've never progressed past the quarterfinal. Um, so, so Yeah. Uh, at the very least Spurs are going to run City ragged like so it's, it's a few more miles on the clock for them and, and with a bit of luck Liverpool will be able to do the business against Porto. It would be nice to maybe win the first leg by three goals or so uh, without maybe 3-0 would be nice to, to take over to, to Portugal and then perhaps we can um, you know, manage the second game a little Little yeah, bit some uh, nice the,
0: rotation. I'm thinking they, will you know, just, uh, you, just, know. just manage nicely, like, uh, you know, just match it nicely. Like got the likes of the Ox coming back. We're told everybody's fit oh, after this international break. Create opportunities for them. do
1: yeah.
2: you know what? I, th- I think that's I think that's a really it's a really good point that apparently Oxford Chamberlain and Gomez are going to be available for selection after the mm-hmm. international break. And I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on on the impact that'll have on. Not necessarily.
0: Well, can you take Matt about Dave? Because I wouldn't take him out the under there on merit. No. Well, what I was going to say was
2: not necessarily on the pitch per se. Certainly from a starting position, but just, just that, just that extra little feel good factor in, in the dressing room, and knowing that these guys are involved again, and, and you know they're two apparently very popular characters, particularly oxlade Everton. and it's these, it's these little, these little marginal. Things that these matter now because it, it is going to come down to fine details and and you're this an is if
0: that's what you're talking about every little inch. Well,
2: yeah. So you know th- this type of thing is insignificant as it might be. Two players coming back who maybe won't play a massive part on the pitch. Could it have a bit more to it than that? I don't know what your thoughts are.
1: Well, it's, obviously, it's um, it's a bonus. It's something good as you said it's, uh, it's good for the squad to have them their mates back like good, good for them to be also feeling again well particularly for Oxley Chamberlain who hasn't been able to contribute all season it's good for him to come back and perhaps play a small role in this and feel like he's he's really part of it obviously Joe Gomez was a huge part of our form earlier in the season and it'd uh, be great to have him back but you know, obviously, I would imagine Klopp would uh, will ease them back in gently. They've both had lengthy period out, particularly state Chamberlain's case. Um, and as you rightly say, Dave, they, they might not have that much to to do or that much of a say on the pitch. But yeah, to have them back in the dressing room is great. To, to, they're both um, young, positive lads, uh, both. Oxlade Chamberlain played such a massive role last year. Um, it's just, it's just a, a nice thing. It's always better to have guys coming back than than uh, than the opposite. You know, players getting injured. Um, so it's good, and you know, it, it's there it is an option perhaps to 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 give in, in the away leg if, if we do have a, a a healthy lead from the first leg, it might be an, an option to play Gomez, uh, get him a run out. Uh, might be an option to give Oxley Chamberlain half an hour off the bench. You never know. I, I personally don't know the stage of fitness. Obviously, available selection in inverted commas. Um, you know they're they're going to have to be these back ends. So uh, as far as that goes, we'll see how it all works. But massive positive to have them coming back. And you know on the Porto tie, you just you just uh, don't want to take anything for granted. But it's the best draw we could have gotten with, without a shadow of a doubt.
0: Okay, so, you know, obviously then if we, if we progress to, to what we're projected to, to face in the, in the semi-final, um, that would be a toss-up between Manchester United and Barcelona. Quite frankly, I would say Barcelona. I wouldn't even give them the, the, the respect of even being in the tie. I think Barcelona will wipe the floor with them. Um, and I can only see if we get through us playing Barcelona. And again, it's not something... Bar Messi, I don't think there's an awful lot for us to fear from that team if, if we were to face them in a semi-final. I think we're, we're we're at the stage now, as Dave said, we're one of the top three clubs in, in, in Europe. Don't get me wrong, it'd be a hell of a tie. It will be a fucking hell of a tie. But I think it's one that we can see ourselves through. And another thing, I don't think that there's anything other in Klopp's mind at this moment in time than double, double, double. Nobody's talking about double because everybody's talking about a quad for, for Pep. Quietly, Klopp's sitting there going, I, I could lift these two. And I really do think that the Champions League is is well okay. The, you know the league is the Holy Grail, but it's there's a wafer between that and winning the Champions League and both together.
2: Dave, see my eyes, what do you think the players are thinking? I I think uh, that's,
0: a, that's that? one game at a time, Dave. But we all know that. No,
2: what do you what do you think the players are thinking? Going into training, talking amongst each other, sitting at home with their families, they're thinking we could win. We could win both this year. Yeah, we could. Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are, and that'll be their override ambition. And there's, you know, there's things that have got, there's things that have gone our way this year, and things that we've worked so hard for, and the players have worked so hard for, and there's been significant moments, you know, f- Fulham notwithstanding, you know that's significant. It's absolutely significant. I, I'll even go, you know, the the Arigi goal um, in the derby at at home. Around you know around December time, Sturridge's last minute equaliser at Chelsea. Um, the fact that we you know that last minute winner, Firmino gets at home to Paris
1: Saint Germain. The game against Napoli. Uh, I
2: absolutely. These things are going for us, and, and they Where
1: add that little. Miss ex-
2: at
0: Anfield? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Although the one that went against this was the one we mentioned earlier, which could could be marked if, if everything, you know, if, if City did win it, you could sort of say it's it's been a little turning point in the season was Mane's hitting the post and and John Stones' clearance at the had. It,
2: it may well be, but uh, let's be honest, that that's our
1: only league defeat this season. Yeah, it's absolutely. You can't grumble, but that's just... One kind of uh, exception that proves the rule to what you were saying there. Like we have can had,
0: grumble because we were yeah. robbed, in my in my opinion, at the Etihad. I think we're really robbed.
2: Well, it's 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 two brilliant sides going toe to toe, and yeah, but the red and, card and, in that uh,
0: game and whatnot. the potential for a red card in that game. And, uh, it's just, you
2: know, and and uh, yeah, and it's li- little things didn't go away That's game. That's true, but for large parts of the season, there's been things that that have have
1: worked for just, us.
2: Yeah. Worked for us and I think gal- galvanized this squad of players. And they will be thinking we can go and, and we can win both um, because it's only this amount of games and we've already won this amount of games and we've come this far. So why can't we take the extra step? And they'll be hungry for it after last year. And, and like I said you know, earlier on, this team is, is mentally resilient. There is no doubt about it. This team is mentally tough. And you've seen that through those, through those,
0: those occasions. But do you think that Anfield at the minute that penny's dropped with the crowd? I, be- because the stage. Do you remember? Do you remember? I think it was fourteen games or fifteen games. We were all tetchy and everything. And the crowd was tetchy. That we seem to have turned to. This that belief seems to be in the stadium now, which is wonderful.
2: It's really significant when when you know the cops start singing immediately after we can see the goal, and you've seen it loads of times, especially in the last couple of months, and that. That shows the belief that the, the the fans have. It shows the belief in the players, and it shows the fans, you know, understanding that this team is tough and we can be tough with them and we can help them along. And I think that matters. And you know, Chief, you touched on our home record earlier on, but I think it's nearly forty games at home in the league unbeaten. That is—is that right? Forty games at home in the league. Is it something? Is it mental like that?
0: We haven't been beating yeah. the league in a long time.
2: Right up there. Yeah, it's something like 40 games at home. I don't think we've lost a home Champions League game under Klopp, which stresses back two years. We've lost a, you know, a stupid FA Cup tie um, against West Brom and... and-
0: but honestly, and, Dave, those don't matter anymore at this level. Not really. You know, unless you're City and you've got that endless supply of money and building squads and you got to keep those players playing. We don't need that. And, and it's clear No that, no disrespect to English football, but it's clear that the majority of top six teams use that as a, you know, if their if kids get through your second string, get, get through, fine.
2: A hundred percent. And it's no coincidence that those defeats are in those competitions. It's like That's not a coincidence. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah,
0: but they're, they're kind of factored in. Those are fa- those are factored in probably well. For we lose, uh, we lose, that's not a tragedy. We lose that; it's not a tragedy. You know, the, exactly. The, the well, the, the main exactly. focuses, the main focuses, are what we've been, and we've been brilliant.
2: Exactly. So, um, this, this, to come back to your question, this team will think that they can do both, and they'll think why not? Because they're good, and they know they're good, and they go out against you know they go out against like Bayern Munich, in Munich, and think we're we're better than you, we're better than you, and you know, we can play our game and we can we can be patient and we can be resilient and you know, we can be compact when we want to, because when the final whistle blows, we know we're gonna be through to the next round and you're not, because we're that good.
0: So where do you stand on Barca, Dave? If if that were to be the, the, the projection, would you fancy us?
2: It's a tough one. Um they can certainly be gone at, there's no doubt about it. They can be got. Okay, it, I have I a think. match
0: winner be, at, at this one. One time in world football, beyond reproach. Oh, in
2: the last how many years? Yeah, Thirty no. years.
0: But and, but the thing about it, he's never scored against us, and he's, he's had a few attempts. Like
2: yeah, be that as it may, we've seen we've seen this nonsense before. Never scored against an English club. Do you remember that? Do you remember yeah, he the never scored against, He's
0: never scored against Liverpool. And
2: no, don't know. I get that, but but do you remember the Never scored against an English club, and then he scored a hat trick against Arsenal with the one where he flicks it over the keeper and then sticks it into the net. That's what Messi does when people start talking about not never done this. Not
0: against Virgil, sorry, no. As good as he is, oh. we we have his kryptonite, I'm sure.
2: All right, the thing is, <laughs> the thing, the thing is with Messi, you don't, he doesn't even need to get near Virgil
1: to put the ball on it. But that's it. That's another point. It'd <laughs> be interesting I, to see if Messi could become the first forward to dribble past Virgil yeah, Van Dijk. This season? It, it, that 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 is that, that, is, that interesting. is what I want
0: to see that is what that's interesting more than Liverpool. but it I is. want to see it's Messi c- against Van Dijk.
1: It's class of the Titans, isn't it? it um, really is. That would be awesome. Listen, on, on Barcelona, you uh-huh. know, bring it on. It will be an amazing game. I, I agree with you, Dave. I think uh Barcelona will be there and not Manchester United. I I hope that it is. It's a much more glamorous tie. Um oh, and man, I would love
0: easier on the head made yeah, it's, at, it's at easier the on the
1: Yeah, I, I I think I think I think we we could take we we could beat them. I think there would be fabulous games. I think the the teams would would attack each other and there would be uh, there would be great spectacles and uh, I think Liverpool have enough as we've just been alluding to have enough to take any team in Europe. They were very unlucky not to prove that last season in the Champions League final and should we uh should we get to the semi-final past Porto I think given last season's um experience um, given how we saw how it's, it's galvanised the team and pushed them pushed them on so much this season, I think they would be looking to to make it to another final and then to to go on and win that that final. And wouldn't it be wouldn't it be in some way kind of wonderful to yeah. pep City to the title and and beat them in the Champions League final as well?
0: <laughs> we just took half your quadruple on you. <laughs> well, That it, you it would
1: be it. It would be the most.
2: It would be the most glorious keep, of things. We just um, take the good two, and
1: you you can keep them.
2: All right.
0: You know what? I, I'm happy. I'm not be greedy this year. I'd be happy with either one of the two. To be honest with you, uh, I really would. Um, but, well, I think. But I've seen a reason why we can't win both.
1: Yeah, that's it. And I think think I would agree with Dave. The players I absolutely feel that because there there are some players playing there who. Who wanna win the Premier League is as, as you know, the that slight priority and some who want to win the Champions League is the slight priority, but winning them both, everybody's happy. You know. But this is it. Do you think do you really think Virgil van Dijk and
2: Sadio Mane are are sitting there thinking, Oh, wouldn't it be great if we won one or the other? Wouldn't it be great if we won one even? No, well, they're fucking we're, not. We're they're not they're absolutely absolutely
0: fucking not. Never mind. This. You know what this I mean. But
1: that's it. digits now. You know, if you add them together, we're almost down to the to the to the final ten. If you went all the way in the Champions League and and, and obviously the the final seven games of the Premier League. Well, oh, that be Yeah, th- like uh, 12, twelve matches. Twelve matches.
0: And, and the 12 legs are fresh still. You know what I mean. We don't look like a tired squad at the minute. We'd, we still look like, a, you know, okay with four.
2: Well, our I, best? Think Gini, yes, I think Genie looks tired. I think Genie looks tired, but I think he's probably Trent, the only
0: one. Maybe, Trent maybe looks a bit tired on it as well, but hopefully he'll get a bit of a break over, over the international break and not play too much football. He looks like a kid who's played a lot of football. This
2: team is, is mentally strong. There is absolutely no doubt. And they, if the, if the manager, I'm sure the manager is, but regardless of what us arseholes sitting outside of that bubble looking in think, those guys will be sitting in the background thinking we've come this far and we went that far last year. We pretty much met every target, pretty much every target we've, we've, we've aimed for over the last couple of years. And we've got a better squad. We've got better players. We're better as a team. We've got, we've got more, more advanced. We've got, we've evolved. And of course we can go and, and, and win both. And that's what they'll be thinking. So, we shouldn't think any different.
0: No, indeed not. So, as I say, I think we'll just leave it at that. Dave, we're, we're winning the fucking double. That's that's it. We've decided here tonight. <laughs> just, just a double for us this season. Listen, before we go, anybody want to bring anything up or plug anything?
2: Um, let's play the game. Chief, Dave, Dave. What's, your midfield against, what's your midfield against Spurs?
0: Oh, no. Don't be doing that to I me. Mean, Fabinho first. Uh, right, yeah,
1: Fabinho, first name.
0: Winaldum. I would like,
1: and to. then whoever's fit,
0: whoever's.
2: Uh, uh, Mil- Milner will play. Milner he's will play. Milner, Bino, Milner, Milner Wanaldam. I have
0: no problem with that. It uh, probably is, isn't it? And to be honest, and you know something, honestly, I wouldn't have a problem even with Henderson. I really wouldn't. I'm starting to see his uses. He might not be the greatest player in the world, but he's. He's player.
2: not the greatest player in the world. He's you not know, the greatest I, player in the world. There's not doubt about that.
0: We need him. And that's I think that's what I think that's what I'm saying, Dave. We we actually need this guy at the minute. No, of course
2: we do. We need all of them. We need all of them. We need all of them fit. But, Are you going with that then? Is that what we're I, going I, with? I would, we're, I would
0: love to say Nabikeda. I would love to say Nabikeda if fit.
1: Yeah, but I,
0: but, I've yeah, got a I don't
1: though. see navigator coming in against Birds. I think it's it's those three. They they're the ones. There is go to and um, does the, does the Lana, does the Lana start?
0: Oh no. No,
1: no, I don't like, think so. Like, but
0: honestly, we did, I don't we think he played
1: well
0: enough against Fulham. No, I, I would right, agree. So, just, just, so hold just, on, just in closing, but, I, I want to do this. What would your mark be for Adam Lallana in the last game against Fulham, Dave? Out of 10. Six. Chief? Five. I would go a five, and the five is for the energy he showed. He didn't do anything bar that. Uh, Are you, I
2: think... It, I think it, it was better the second half. It was better the second half before he went off. Probably those twenty minutes were the best twenty minutes he
1: played of the game. Yeah, I
0: think, I think, he's trying I think the big
1: thing, the big thing with Lallana and why I think he definitely, he more than likely, won't start against Spurs is because you're guaranteeing you're having to make a, you're having to make a sub on sixty five or seventy, and he has to come off. That's fair.
0: But aren't so, you saying really the same with Milner, to be honest with you, because he loses effectiveness about seventy. Well, uh, well
2: the thing is, the thing is, Dave, and he'll be this, is, to what, to this is why well, yeah, this is where I brought that up. That neither of them, neither of them,
1: go away in the international break. And if you're picking one of them, and he won't, he won't play two players that he feels he'll have to sub after seventy. So if you're picking one, of them, I, think, I think it will be Milner. Oh well, yeah, better. agreed. We'll probably get more pitch time. We might see him away at Cardiff, for example. Um, We 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 definitely see him on the pitch again this season. There's no doubt, but I don't think Spurs at home is his game like.
0: Right, lads. So that will pretty much do us for this one. Uh, I'll say massive thanks as always. Always a pleasure talking to you. Always good fun chatting. And until after the international break, have to say. But up the fucking (laughs) Reds.